What's good? Welcome to the One Man Faction Podcast. Appreciate y'all checking in for the first episode. We're going to go on a ride of professional wrestling like you've never been on before. All right. If I can guarantee that, I'm going to try to push out this content as much as I can. We're all in self-quarantine right now, so right now I have nothing but time. So we're going to make it do what it do around here. Once again, my name is Connor. Appreciate y'all, you know, giving me a little bit of your time, at least giving me a little rating. So, you know, if anything I need to work on for the next episode, I will. It's all a growing process for me. Talking by yourself, this, I'm sitting here in the studio right now, and, I'll, and I can honestly say talking to yourself is probably the hardest thing that you could do as a broadcaster or anything like that. I'm literally just sitting here by myself just talking. And it's kind of weird. Like, I got so much respect for people like Sam Roberts who do this every day when he does a state of wrestling. It's, But he's an OG in the game, you know what I'm saying? I hope I can get there one day. But it's hard, man. It's hard. So before we get started, I'm going to give you a little bit of info about me. Once again, my name is Connor. I'm from the Dallas, Texas area. Grew up there my whole life. I started watching wrestling back in 2005, so we are going on 15 years of me watching professional wrestling, me spending a lot of time, more time than I should have watching all sort of wrestling. I got in, the wrestling I remember the most is probably the ruthless, I guess you can say the ruthless aggression era. This is when the rise of John Cena started. So, WrestleMania 21, you remember John Cena fought JBL for the WWE Championship. He won, and then that was when John Cena became the John Cena, the top guy for the next 10, 12 years. So if that gives you an idea of where I'm at with my like wrestling knowledge, I hope that helps. So like I said, 15-year vet in this wrestling-watching game, and I don't plan on slowing down anytime soon. I love this stuff. I'm sure you all do, and we're going to get it going. All right, so obviously, I mean, obviously nothing happened over this weekend. Psych. WrestleMania, man. Um, Shout out to WWE, man. They, you know, they had a lot of doubters. They had a lot of people who said they couldn't pull it off. A lot of people said they should cancel the whole WrestleMania. Vision Man said, hell no. We're going on with without no crowd. We don't need them. We got got these stories to tell. We got these superstars here ready to perform, and we're going to give them one good show. And they did. They did. You know what? Honestly, in a weird way, there's some parts where I wish the crowd was there. Like when Drew won the WWE Championship, wish the crowd was there. I don't know if they would have did a Boneyard match with a crowd there. Probably not. So that was pretty cool. But I think when Otis beat Dolph Ziggler and he finally got Mandy Rose, man, that crowd would have popped like crazy. It would brought it may have been a stone cold Steve Austin type pop if when Otis kissed Mandy Rose. I promise you. Man, what a superstar. So like I said, let's go over some of my high points. Um f- first match of the night, the Raw Women's Championships, Tag Team Championships, WWE Women's Tag Team Championships that's what they're called. So it that was a long match. You know, it was longer than what I expected. I thought it was going to be maybe like a 10, 12-minute match. I think that match went on for, like, 20 minutes. You know, but shout-out Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. They got it done. Two-time WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. I wonder where Asuka goes now. Kyrie, where they go. If they stay together as the Kabuki Warriors. 
You know, they got to chase now. They got to go to SmackDown and try to fight them. So, I think it was a good change of pace. So, a lot of titles changed hands. A lot of titles changed hands that night. I didn't really expect to see that just because there was no crowd to do a, you know, a proper reaction that the superstars probably deserved, you know. I mean, except a 24-7 championship. I expected that to change. What else happened? Becky Lynch beat Santa Baszler, which... In my opinion, it shouldn't have happened. You know, Becky's held that title for about a year now. I think a year, actually. And I think Shayna was just super hot after the uh, Elimination Chamber when she eliminated the whole field by herself. First person ever, men or women, to do that. And they should. I, maybe they should have capitalized off that momentum. Who knows? Maybe they need to build her a little more in WWE. And NXT, she was, she was a badass, obviously. Obviously, she was taking names, kicking butt, all that stuff, you know. And I don't know if she's going to be on Raw or she's head back down to NXT. I think she should stay on Raw. I don't think there's anything else for her to do down there. She's already been the first two-time NXT Women's Champion. So she should probably just head on back down to Monday Night Raw. I think the best match of the night was the triple threat ladder match between John Morrison, Kofi Kingston, and Jimmy Uso, or it was Jay Uso. I think it was Jimmy, though. So I think that was the best match of the night. And I don't know what Kofi was thinking about with his hair. It looked like some Charlie Brightcrawlers was in his hair. It was, uh, I looked, I was like, man, his hair, his hair looked good, good enough to eat. And I was like, man, his hair looks some gummy worms. But, you know, what are you going to do? It's Kofi Kingston. I can't even get mad at a guy. I watched the when he won the championship last year at WrestleMania 35 and teared up all over again. Tearing up right now thinking about it. But as much as I love Kofi, I'll be real with you. I think Big E should have been in that match. I think he should have been in there. They had three high flyers in that match. No contrast of styles whatsoever. It was still it was a great match. It was like I said, it was I think it was the best match of Saturday in the wrestling ring. I think it was the best wrestling ring match of Saturday. And I just think that, that Big E, with a ladder, he could have been, you know, throwing around John Morrison, throwing around Jimmy Uso, you know. I feel like the contrast of styles would have been better for that type of matchup. I think he really, I think Big E, he don't get enough credit he deserves or respect he deserves. Like, dude is a phenomenal athlete, and I think he should get a world title push, hopefully in the near future. And I think that would have been a great opportunity to showcase what Big E could do. Because sometimes I feel like he's like the, you know, the redheaded stepchild of the New Day just because, you know, Xavier's smart, and he's like this crazy hybrid athlete of, like, combination of strength and speed, and Kofi is Kofi. He's been over for, like, the last, you know, five years, you know, 11-year journey. That whole culmination of WrestleMania when he won the championship. Everyone, you know, everyone loves him for that. But I feel like just, you know, Big E, he gets overlooked sometimes. And I think that would have been a great chance for him to showcase his talents. So after all that, we can just skip on that. I mean, this first night to me, congratulations to Braun Strowman. Well-deserved, long overdue, winning that Universal Championship from Goldberg. Not a lot of not a lot of offense in that match as I expected. You know, what are you going to do? I think this will be a great time for Roman Reigns to turn heel, too, whenever he comes back and feels comfortable enough to come back. 
I mean, the story writes itself. You wouldn't have that title if I wouldn't have dropped out. You know, that type of stuff. You know, if Braun can get himself over, I mean, he's already over, but if he can get himself more over where the crowd absolutely adores him and they like him a lot more than Roman Reigns, and then Roman Reigns has the chance to turn heel, which people have been asking for for God knows how long. Here he gets a lot of heat as it is, but um, I think this has been a perfect time for him to turn heel right now. So hopefully that can happen. Hopefully WWE, you know, hears the fans finally and turns the guy heel. I know he's like the face of the company right now, but they need to do what they didn't do with John Cena, which was, you know, make him a bad guy for a little bit. All the all the good guys turn bad and then turn back good, you know? It's just what it is. Let's go talk about that Boneyard match, huh? Taker, AJ, man. Wow. Undertaker proved a lot to me. I did not think that he had that capability to put on such a clinic like that. I really didn't. As bad as it sounds, man, I I thought he was done after after whenever whenever Reigns beat him. That was thirty three. After thirty three, I thought it was it for him. Think it was time to hang it up, you know. And I watched his interview with Stone Cold, um, the Broken Skull session. He was talking about you know. He doesn't want to be a parody of himself. And, you know, I felt like he's been digressing, but with the Boneyard match and him working with a guy like AJ Styles, he just he just put all that to bed. So he proved me wrong. And hopefully, you know, he can this American badass biker character he's been doing, hopefully that can stay that can stay the same right now. Because I think that works for me, especially like during this time, like all like this kayfabe stuff, man, like all these funky characters, you know, cartoon like characters, all these novelty acts, man, like this, it don't really work in 2020. The only one that's really working right now is The Fiend. And that's because he does, he does, and The Fiend does a lot of fourth wall breaking type stuff. So I think people relate to that. But like The Undertaker, you know, campy stuff like that. It's not it's not the same era. So him going back to being, you know, basically Mark Calloway, I think that really, really helped him. There is something else I did want to address real quick. Uh it has to do with the raw tag team championship match. I just want to give some credit where credit is due to Austin Theory. I don't know how this man managed to finesse his way onto Monday Night Raw and onto WrestleMania after losing to Tyler Breeze. Literally the next week after losing to Tyler Breeze clean, like Tyler Breeze didn't cheat, he lost to him clean. And then the next week he's on Raw, and then the next week he's at WrestleMania in a Raw Tag Team Championship match. That's the fr- that's what you do on your first two nights on the main roster. I don't know if he's on the main roster for good, but if he is, man, I, I don't know how he did it. I really don't know. It's I'm I'm baffled by by the choice that they chose Austin Theory to to team with Angel and uh, put him with Zelina. You know, it's just I guess it's just one of those things, man. Because that it's wild to me. I'm just like, yo. How'd this man pull this off? Like he lost, like he didn't like, and he didn't lose to like, no, like no, no, no disrespect to Tyler Breeze. He didn't lose to a top guy. 
You know, he lost to Tyler Breeze. And just like that, he's like, you know what? It's all good. We're moving you up to Raw, and you're going to fight with Angel Graza against the Street Profits for the Raw Tag Team Championship. You know, Tyler Breeze probably would have killed for that spot. Him and Breezango fighting the Street Profits on WrestleMania for the Tag Team Championship. And then Austin Theory loses to him. That's crazy, man. I don't know how he did it. <clears throat> Congratulations to Austin Theory. I think he's going to be the future of the company, honestly. You know, he has a great look, great moveset. He's young. He's only 22. I mean, sky's the limit for that kid. So, like I said, it was just, it was just weird how it happened. Crazy. I know you guys watched the Funhouse match. And if you're a casual wrestling fan and you just watch WrestleMania just for, you know, just because WrestleMania is like NFL football people who don't, you know, only watch NFL football just because of the Super Bowl, you know, this match wasn't for you. It was for people who've been following storylines inside and outside the ring, honestly, you know. So, if you're a casual wrestling fan that just watches WrestleMania just because of WrestleMania, I'm sorry. You probably didn't understand a thing that was going on in that match. I need to do a separate podcast just breaking everything down because, bruh, there's a lot of, like I said, The Fiend does a lot of fourth wall break, Bray Wyatt, he does a lot of that type of stuff. And kudos to John Cena for being such a good sport because I did not think that he would be down for that, especially with that with that match. There wasn't really a lot of offense. I think I think John Cena like did a takedown and then threw a couple jabs, and that was it for the offense for John Cena. The Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, the same way. I think Sister Abigail, you know, he punched Cena in the face with the chain, and. And that was it. But I can see why John Cena is such a great actor, though, because that match, he, he got to showcase his personality a lot. He got to showcase what he, you know, why he has a full-time acting career now and not in a part-time wrestling career now. So, like I said, I mean, it like it was very entertaining. Um, Was it match of the night? I don't know, just because I don't think it was technically a match. And I don't know how many of those you can pull off. Actually, I don't know how many of those you can pull off with the people on the roster. You know, if Bray decides to do that again, like, who would he do it with? Would he do it with, like, Seth Rollins? Roman Reigns, maybe? He can do a lot without Roman Reigns, especially with y'all internet smarks out there, man. Just completely destroying that man on the internet. They could address some of that. And... I think that would be. I think the next time I want, if 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 this happens again, I think the next time it needs to happen is the Fiend versus Roman Reigns. Uh, no title on the line though, because I don't think the Fiend ever needs a, the Universal Championship again. Just like I don't think the Undertaker ever needed a championship to not be considered an icon. I mean, I'm glad he got it. I'm glad the Fiend got the championship after just like th- three matches as the Fiend. But I don't. I don't think they really needed it. Like, their characters stand, you know, in a league of their own. So, yeah, what a great match. Yeah, it kind of reminded me, I don't know if y'all seen Spider-Man Far From Home, but that scene with uh, Spider-Man and Mysterio when they're, he put him in that trance and all that other stuff happened and there's like a bunch of like trippy stuff happened. It reminded me of that in a sort of way. It was kind of weird. You know, it was very weird. Not going to lie to you. 
I'd like to see it again, though. So, Bray, I really hope Bray, whenever, also, I'm, I'm getting off track, but whenever this is all, whenever Bray Wyatt decides to stop wrestling, I really hope he gets involved in WWE creative somehow. I think all the stuff, all the flag WWE gets for not being creative or anything like that, I think that Bray Wyatt could help that out. Obviously, you see he's a very, you know, thoughtful person, creative person, thinks outside the box a lot, thinks of something I never even thought existed and makes it happen, you know. The Fiend, like, what kind of acid trip do you need to be on to think of a character like The Fiend? You know, I don't know where The Fiend will stack up when it's all said and done, but all I know right now is I'm enjoying watching him. I'm glad they don't put him on, like, SmackDown or Raw to wrestle. I think it needs to be a special thing when The Fiend wrestles, and I'm glad they're making it special because he doesn't need to come out like that all the time. So, And then we're going to skip ahead to my guy, Drew McIntyre. Finally, finally, after being, after being anointed the chosen one, finally getting that illustrious championship from Brock Lesnar, I didn't think it was going to happen just because Braun already beat Goldberg. I said, okay, they're not changing both of the top championships at WrestleMania. They did it last year. I don't expect them to do it again. And what do you know? They surprised me again. They changed champions. Drew McIntyre, your new WWE champion. And a pretty uh, entertaining mummy. I think we all know how Brock Lesnar matches go. Suplex, repeat, suplex, repeat, F5, good night, sweetheart. And then that's it. Um, Did not, you know, the Claymore kick, the first one when he hit him off the turnbuckle, that one, that one caught me off surprise. And then when Drew kicked out the F5 at one, he kicked out at one, I hopped out of my couch. I was like, one? I was like, and I was kind of heated from my guy Kofi Kingston too because just because I was like, man, Kofi Kingston couldn't get no kick out. Brock, I mean, Drew McIntyre gets a kick out at one, but Kofi Kingston, he gets one F5, and then that's it for him. Three, three, four-month build of him becoming WWE champion in like a pretty pretty solid reign, like a six-month, six, six-month, seven-month reign, and then that was it. One F5. That was it. But I'm glad Drew got it. I don't know where Brock Lesnar goes from here. I don't know if he's going to take some time off. Maybe he will, you know. I will give a lot I will give Brock Lesnar a lot of credit though. He is he is very willing to work with anybody. And I think he worked I don't know, maybe it's just me. I feel like he worked a lot more than he has in the past, like this year. So it was good to see him around like that. I mean I didn't I know he was still part time, but it was good seeing him around for this title reign. And hopefully whenever he comes back, he'll be around just as long as this. But congratulations to Drew McIntyre. Vince McMahon called him the chosen one back in 2000, like, 2007, 2008, 2009. And he said he was going to be a future world champion. And 10, 10, 10 11 years later, he did it. Just watching his run on the independence, man, he looked focused. I didn't think, I didn't know he was going to be focused. I didn't know he was focused to getting back to WWE, but after he got let go and his run he had on the indies, I was like, that man is determined. So, 
hopefully we see a great title reign from him. Hopefully they keep it on for a little bit. Hopefully we see some good matchups. Hopefully Drew makes a few stars on the way, elevates some people like a good champion does. And when it's all said and done, hopefully Drew will become one of the best WWE champions of all time. First British born champion too. So congratulations to him. All right, that's going to be it for me. Just want to do a quick little WrestleMania recap what I thought was uh, important enough to talk about. Next week, we'll talk about the week of wrestling. I'm going to have some segments on here. Uh, I'm going to have a, like, a match of the week segment. One of my one of the things I like to do is just like, find matches and you know see which one's the best. So I'm going to see if I can find the best match of the week between all promotions. Don't matter if you're a little promotion and, you know, if you're a little promotion in Chattanooga, Tennessee, won't matter to me. If you got good wrestling, I'm gonna find it. And if that's if I think that's the best match, and if AJ Styles and Kevin Owens wrestle against each other, and I think your match is better, I'm going to say you had the match of the week. I don't care. I like good wrestling. So make sure you check that out. And I'll have a segment where I just find like people that I grew up on watching. And what they're doing nowadays, you know, people not like people like you've heard of, but people you may have forgotten, people that may be in the very back of your mind. And I bring up the name, you're like, oh, crap, I remember him. So stuff like that. Appreciate y'all checking in. Once again, my name is Connor. This has been the One Man Faction. Follow us on Instagram once again at One Man Faction Pod. We'll see you next week.